Welcome to the Lindsay and Tony podcast, where we talk about spirituality, business, and life experiences. In this podcast, we're bringing our private conversations to you. We believe that it's through discussion, action, and reflection that true change occurs. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 51, the three reasons why people suppress their mediumship ability. In this episode, we're going to be talking about why people hold back when it comes to connecting with their past loved ones. I hope everybody enjoys the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode. We're going to talk about three reasons why people suppress their mediumship gift. And I don't even like calling it a gift because I feel, I believe that everybody has this potential. Everybody has this gift. So mm-hmm. if it's a gift, we don't really need that name, right? Right. We don't need to call it anything special like that. It's a gift for us to even be here in the world. Right. So three reasons why people suppress their mediumship development. And the reasons why we're talking about this is because we both notice patterns of people telling us those exact words. I suppressed my, I suppressed my ability to communicate with past loved ones because of this or because of that or because of that. And it's always, I suppress, I hear that word a lot. I suppress or I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm holding it in. I'm not letting people see it. Yeah. That's a common thing for me too. Even with it, when I have new students, they'll send me an email and they always send me the email with the same questions, trying to figure out, is this right for me? Um, Do I even have this ability? And they're, they, or I used to have a certain sense when I was little and then it changed. So let's get into the first one because it's very easy for these things to run over each other with these three things. But the first one is really the fear of the unknown, right? That's a common theme. When you don't know a lot about a certain topic, then you start fearing those things. Like what if this happens? What if I don't have boundaries with the spirit world. What if I'm constantly receiving messages or I see something that I don't want to see? Right, because thinking back in K through 12 or college or any, or how many times have you went to a class mm-hmm. where they're teaching about this, where they're yeah. talking about our abilities as humans to con- connect with past loved ones? How much knowledge, how much education is out there that we're exposed, suppo- are exposed to? Yeah. Not it's much nothing. at all. So it's it's so unknown. It's kind of like I look at it like this. Like here in America, we eat cows, right? It's normal for us to eat cows, even though we want to become vegetarian and we slowly are mm. becoming that. But to other people in different countries, that's taboo. That's unknown. And it's weird. Like kind of like us, it's weird to eat. Um, this is kind of bugs. Um, bugs. We'll talk about, we'll say bugs. But it's weird to eat different things. And it's, I feel like mediumship is similar to this, you know, even though it's kind of weird comparing the two. <laughs> but basically what the I'm saying, tr- it's the same thing. What I'm trying to say is, is just be unaware of it. Yeah. Just when you're be, just unaware of it. Just yeah. When you're uneducated, everything uneducated. is fearful. So that's, that's the thing. And I think when you're trying to figure out how to navigate through the mediumship and you're thinking, is this something that I even want to learn more about? Or it's something that you're looking at. Maybe it's developing your mediumship. Maybe it's attending an event, but you're trying to figure out. Normally it is because you don't know enough about it. So unless you hear it from someone else, like they've had an experience that you trust, you might not listen to it. You might kind of push it away. You might not even want to listen to it or like want to hear anything like that. Like me before I met you, Lindsay, I was looking into the law of attraction, quantum physics, and I was into all this weird stuff that people, a lot of my friends considered weird because mm-hmm. it's, you know, energy and all that. But I didn't have an interest for talking with people who passed away. I had an interest in like past lives and I was thinking, oh, it's interesting. 
but I never once thought, oh, I want to learn how to talk to people who pass away. Yeah. And I think a lot of it had to do with like my unconscious beliefs with inside of me that were, you know, just that just end up happening over time yeah. that, you know, for some reason I wasn't pulled to that. Yeah, there's certain moments in your life. And I think that's a big thing to go into with the next topic. Um, the reason why people really suppress this mediumship gift or ability is because they're unaware of the ability. They're right. unaware of this, and I'm putting in quotes, gift. Right. Um, but really, it, it's it's there. So a common thing for mediums to say is there's only certain people that have this mediumship ability. Not everyone's a medium. For me personally, I believe everyone has mediumistic abilities. If they want to tune into it, that's one thing. Right. It's just like, it's like the senses. Like you could smell, we could taste, we could do all that. This is just another sense. Yeah. And basically we use those senses too to communicate with past loved ones, but this is like a, we'll call it a super sense. Yeah. To where you start to tap into that part of ourselves and you're aware of that. And then it starts to use your other smell, taste and all that combined with it. But basically my point here is it's just another sense. And once we start to redirect our focus on that sense and bringing it out more and clearing up all the negative beliefs that we have about it that we were programmed growing up from our teacher, you know, from the teachers, from our parents, from uncles and all that, you know, all the times that we told our parents, oh, I have an imaginary friend and I'm talking to him or her. And your parent tells you, well, um, you know, no, they don't exist and all that. So you're, you're seeing this and you're a kid, you know that it's true, mm -hmm. but yet your parents the person you look up to who's your leader is telling you that it's not true. So that really messes you up. And then it, it all compounds. There's all kinds of different stories like that. Yeah, there is. And I feel like that goes into being against the norm. The third topic right. is going against the norm. Right. And when we go against the norm, when we think of breaking the rules or going against religion to tune into something, it makes us not want to look into it like mediumship development. For me, I grew up Catholic. So I was into the saints, the Blessed Mother, angels. I knew there was a supernatural life, but I was very much into saying the rosary, praying all the time. I wanted to be like a saint, like a nun. Um, and I think my focus was there. And I always thought that it was a sin in the Bible to go and get a reading. I didn't even know what a medium was. I thought I knew what a psychic was, but I didn't know what a medium was. Absolutely. And a lot of people are programmed, or I mean, not a lot of people, all of us as humans were programmed to want to fit in. Yeah. Right. It's just a natural way that we go. So when you talk about, you know, communicating with past loved ones, you're not fitting in. Yeah. And it's not the cool thing to do, so to say. A lot of times you talk to a lot of people and you ask them, what's the first thing you think of when you think of a psychic medium or someone who's a medium? Um, well, with a lot of people, they're going to think of like some like witch or something like something just like out there, like in a fake movie yeah, or something like that, you know, and it, it's, that's just, it's just out there like that. Mm -hmm. So when we go to talk about this with people or share our experience, we naturally know that it's going against the norm and we naturally know it's going to change the whole dinner conversation. It's going yeah, to change the whole, reactions. the whole tone of the room. It's going to change because it's going to strike um, the different religious beliefs, the different um, beliefs that you have from your parents of everything they told you, how you weren't seeing your imaginary friends. It's going to hit all of those chords. And people, you know, naturally when those chords are hit, it kind of makes a weird vibe in the room. And being an empath, like a lot of the people listening, 
um, they're sensitive to that. That's true. But sometimes there's a flip side to it too, where you will stir up some stuff, even from people that have this in the back of their mind where they had experiences when they were little, but they suppressed it themselves. Um, they may act like it's crazy, like you're crazy. But then other times you have people saying, oh my gosh, I've had the same experience. I know exactly what you're talking about. I feel like after talking to so many different people, and I don't know if it's because I'm kind of putting myself out there on the line, kind of like you, or putting ourselves out there online and sharing everything about our lives and spirituality. They feel comfortable coming to us and sharing mm -hmm. experiences. But I've had a lot of private messages from people saying, this has helped me so much because I thought that I was going crazy. And I think that's important to really trust that nudge to pay attention to mediumship development if it's something that's coming up. And I don't know what category this figure f falls into, you might be able to tell me, but the fear of the unknown, unaware of gifts against the norm. But I find that people that want to tap into this, they're afraid, well, if I'm not doing it for a living, should I still develop my mediumship? Right. So I don't know where that goes, but that's another one. And yeah, cause it's like, they're thinking, what's the point? Yes. Like, what am I going to use this on people? And it's like, that's why looking back, like the solution to all this, I feel is me, me personally, I could talk from my, my life. I lived this, I've experienced this. I, I can't deny it. Just so I can't not deny this cup of coffee that's next to me. So like me, I have to, it's like when I share it, I give birth to it. So I went through that process. I shared my experience. Mm -hmm. um, maybe it wasn't instant gratification because maybe the person at the time wasn't ready for it. But then eventually I, I got enough feedback over, over the years to where people thanked me for bringing up the conversation or thanked me for um, telling them something their past loved one wanted to tell them. So I think it's like a, it's like a, a process yeah. to doing this. Once you see how good it feels to release your truth because this is your truth for a lot of people, your experience. It's like giving birth to a baby. I've never given birth, but I, I imagine <laughs> that's what it that's what it feels like because it's like it's just a release. So I'm addicted to that, and I'm addicted to helping people help helping people shift their awareness to the so they're aware of it too. Because I know that when you suppress this, it causes a lot of anxiety and it yeah. causes a lot of pain. So that th these are things that help me to where I don't care when I talk about this, I don't care if it's going against the norm. I don't care um, how mysterious it is and all of that. I just don't care because I have to be sure my truth. No, that's so true. And I feel like over time for me, when I was little, I used to have, I feel like I had a lot of anxiety, but I didn't know it until after. And I'm not saying it's completely gone away because I feel like there's certain points where I could feel it. Um, and actually when I took two weeks off, remember when I went home to Boston and I, I did readings two times out of the time because I wanted to spend time with family. I actually feel like I had more anxiety, whether it was from the family mixed with not doing readings, I felt it. But what happens is, is when you're getting spirit information, you're getting communication from spirit and your mediumship skills or your, your senses are opened, it will feel like anxiety. It really will. And if you're not using your ability to tune in or communicate with the past loved ones, then it will feel like anxious energy. It will because if we're not progressing, mm -hmm. we feel anxious as humans, no matter if it's health or whatever it is. So unconsciously, whether you know it's conscious or unconscious, when you suppress it, you're you're not making progress with your expansion, with education, right? With developing yourself. Um, so that causes anxiety alone, just right there. Yeah, I do. I wasn't going to share the story, but I feel like I should because mm -hmm. it's real and it just happened a couple of days ago. I don't know if I have like a minute you to have plenty share. Of time. Okay. 
So my big fear when I was developing, before I developed the mediumship, so I lost Nick. I wanted to just connect with him. I didn't want to connect with anyone else's past loved ones at the first moment. Like my goal wasn't even imagine connecting with other people because I didn't think I could do it. I just wanted to connect with him. Once I started to figure out I could connect in with him and I got healing messages, I wanted to help other people. But my big fear was, is what if I can't control other people's past loved ones and I'm woken up in the middle of the night with a big group of people around me? That was my fear. And luckily I had a mentor that said, don't worry about that. You know, you have your boundaries when you want to connect in and blah, blah, blah. Well, the other night, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and this isn't to scare anyone because it never happens to me like this. So I have a habit of going to sleep and I shut down when I'm going to sleep. But sometimes I play a game with seeing things in my mind, see if I could see the room because it happened to me before where I could see it with the closing my eyes. I could see around the room. Sometimes I'll see faces just very quick. But in this situation, I woke up at 1.30. I went to bed at 1 a.m. And I actually woke up screaming because I saw in my room um, a young male standing beside my bed watching me sleep. <laughs> luckily, Tony was awake next to me. Yeah, luckily. Scared the crap out of me hearing her scream. <laughs> and I really don't get scared about this stuff because, you know, I'm doing readings. It's not scary. And it's I was, loving. It's healing. It's I, all. It's, it's, it's a good healing, thing. It's healing, but I was startled. Right. I wasn't expecting it. And whether it was the eclipse outside or whatever is happening... Um, I feel like everything's getting extra sensitive. And I did see Nick at the foot of my bed before, but I didn't feel scared. It was just very quick. In this situation, I didn't recognize who it was. So it was kind of a weird feeling. The point of me saying this is, normally this wouldn't be happening regularly like this. But what you can do is the moment you don't want that to happen and the moment you say, okay, I'm sleeping, it's done, it's over. But in the moment, I was actually startled because I wasn't expecting it. And it wasn't anything negative. It was just, I, we always have people watching over us. And, and whether it was a person that was there for a reading or a person that I, we think it might be connected with Tony, actually, um, through a friend. Yeah, because so, I felt the energy too, but I didn't want to go too much into it because <laughs> it was at like two o'clock in the morning, so I was ready for bed. And then I actually had a dream, um, continued dream. We've talked about Jerry before, but Tony's friends that mm -hmm. passed, and he was in my dream hanging out, and um, he was hanging out with Tony, and I kept saying to my friend, can you see him? And she was so upset. She's like, I can't see him. I don't know what you're talking about. But it was kind of proof that it was somehow, I feel like it was probably connected with him somehow. Definitely. And but, the connections sometimes, so just to add to this, sometimes a connection might be made a week from now, or like two weeks exactly. later, three weeks. Used to, it's all about practicing and become, like like we keep saying, like focusing on it, becoming aware of it, and then making those connections over time. Yeah. And I think that's what really builds it. So do you think we should close this out here? Yeah, close it out on that note. Don't be scared to develop, but I think... Well, no, no, close something. it out here. We give them solutions. So, yeah. You know, they, there's nothing to be scared of. No, yeah. it's not... Because that's one thing that I'm totally like not afraid, but in that situation, I was like, whoa, I did not right. expect that in that moment. But it's like you said, once you, it's, our minds are so powerful they are. and it's like you just decide, no, this is, I'm not open right now. Yeah. And I'm you know, close. at first it might not work that way. You, you get practice, but eventually you'll get good enough to where it's like, You're not it's like a light switch. Happen. It's like a light switch. Yep. So. so I, you want to go? You no, I was just saying. Yeah. Okay, the first thing is is having boundaries and just being aware of spending time, allotting time of practicing. 
mediumship development. So set aside a day, a time that you're going to practice, get a group of people together. If you don't have a group, go and find one online. Um, and also look on YouTube. There's tons of classes on YouTube and videos about tuning in to mediumship development. I know I have a bunch of free classes and then paid classes on my website. Um, and you can go there and check it out too. Yeah. And I would say, um, just start with just sharing your experience. Mm -hmm. So if you have an experience to where you feel a past loved one coming through, maybe you could share that, Yeah. right? You could share yes. it and slowly you'll start to see. And, and, and as you see, I want to, I want to say this too, as you share it with people that you're close to, like you'll feel pulled to tell certain people about this, right? Mm -hmm. Like Lindsay said, if you can't find nobody around you, there's all people online. There's different um, discussions right there. What I want to say is this, though. This is very important here. As you start to share your gift or whatever, share this, mm -hmm. this um, awareness, okay. this ability that we all have with people, it's so important to stay detached from trying to convince them. Yeah. So don't ever get in that mindset there where you need that validation of trying to convince somebody of what's happening because this is something you can't convince somebody of. They have to experience themselves. So the, the only thing you could do is just lovingly share your experience and then to make it very clear that with the person that you don't care if they believe it or not. You're just you're doing it because you feel pulled to and it's out of love and they could take it however they want it. And, you know, it, most of the time you'll get positive feedback from it, I found. And then if you get sometimes if you get negative feedback, then you just you learn not to bring up anything like that with that person anymore. Yeah. So, you mean like just having a discussion? Or just something? a discussion in yes. general. Because yeah, I feel, because suppressing, you know, this episode about is about suppressing the gift, suppressing that ability. So it's like, I think some people need to start with a discussion yes. with people. That's true. You know, just talking about it sometimes is like, it's relieving. It's like, oh my God. And start it's, looking up online some books that you could read about it. So right. you don't feel alone. You could actually surround yourself with resources. So, and listen to your heart on the resources. Feel guided. There's tons of stuff out there. You have to resonate with it. So take pieces of what you agree with. And then if you don't agree with it, figure it out yourself too. Right. So. Watch our podcast. All of our episodes are designed basically around this topic. A lot of mm -hmm. them will have to do with this. It's going to help you with this topic. So listen to us. Take what works. Take what resonates. And do the same thing with all, all other teachers that are out there. And Eventually, yeah. we all make our own way and we make our own, you know, unique way of doing this. Yeah. We hope this episode helped you get really clear and start to think about, are you suppressing your ability to connect in mediumistically? And if you are, change that and start taking action. We hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. If you liked it, leave a five-star review on iTunes and remember, subscribe to our YouTube channel too. If you can think of anyone else that would love this episode, share it with them right now on social media or email. And remember, getting results is a process of learning, applying, and reflecting. Stay consistent and continue to grow every day.